Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. Your sitter. Wow. Uh, as long as they're fans on this one, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans can be leaders, the Celtic fans can be leaders, Laker fans can be leaders. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is official. We are back. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross with, uh, well, I guess with the Pickaxe Podcast, right? There's, there are no other. Jack with the Pickaxe Podcast. No, no other credentials to speak of uh, that, that anymore for for me or Gordon. At least as when, when it is concerning the Denver Nuggets coverage here on the Pickaxe, completely independent. So uh, if any of you out there have a fat stack of money and want to, you know, sponsor the show, please give me a call. Hit me up on in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, right. On Twitter. Um, we are accepting yeah. tens of dollars in payment. Don't <laughs> worry. We've got to have at least at least a dozen listeners on this first show. So to those dozen out there listening, we, I, I appreciate it. First um, off, we're surprised you remember who we are. Second off, <laughs> congratulations on having a phenomenal memory. Good job. Exactly. Exactly. We know one of them was probably like Jeff Morton. Yeah. That's so, always prepping us, but that's, uh, you know, cause he's your fellow old guy. He's in the, is he's in the old guy show. That's correctly. Um, yeah. Genre with, with us here as well so which is weird to say because i feel like i'm not that old as a person but it's like as a pod podcasting and and being a professional athlete it's about it's about the same in terms of uh when you when you start to be basically out of the game because you're too old right when you hit the late 30s it's early 40s like man those those podcasting days start to start to be over but i personally was like you know what i miss talking to my buddy gordon about the Denver Nuggets, and so I thought about it probably for a good a good summer, all summer long. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. And then I hit up Gordon probably about halfway through the summer. I was like, uh, are you in? And and here we are. At uh, here we are at Media Day. Well, we're not at Media Day, but on the morning of Media Day here in September 2022, the Denver Nuggets 2022. 2023 season is about to be upon us but gordon how are you man how have you been it's good man i'm just looking forward to this season i mean we had to podcast you and i talked about how we weren't going to podcast again so you know the the nuggets went ahead and and pulled down a title and then we thought about it and we're like yeah but that could be this year like could be the year so when you're looking at a at a squad that could actually pull it off you might as well talk about them while they're doing it rather than after the fact so Figure we might as well, you know, get the band back together and talk about what should be a hell of a season. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think optimism in terms of the Nuggets has to be probably as high as high as I can ever remember. I don't know. I mean, maybe other than probably after the bubble. Yeah, after the bubbles, probably if I was thinking also maybe 2010 was pretty high. That's essentially it. With the, the years following when they went to the Western Conference Finals, is probably yep. the only time I can think of uh, when it's been this high. I guess I, I mean, I was way too young to remember any uh, any time before, you know, really the '90s Nuggets. So I guess I don't know if it was higher, maybe in Alex English or or David Thompson's era, but it certainly. Uh, from Matumbo on, this is probably the the anticipation is right up there with any um, any season that I can remember. I mean, and they've never had a back to back MVP rolling out there for his year. That's true. They they never even had a single MVP. I know, um, unless we're counting like what Spencer Haywood back in the yeah uh, ABA once, days. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure once again, I'm sure Jeff Morton is. He's if he's listening, he's he, he's grinding his teeth, wanting me to talk about <laughs> you know the horse and. Uh, yeah, he's, the anticipation was much higher back in 1984. <laughs> Says Jeff, who was one. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think Jeff might have been five. 
Yeah. No, no we're going to give him credit. We're going to, no, we're not going to do that. Jeff's a, he's a, he's a young, still a young stallion of a man. He was, he was barely even a baby in 84. Um, <laughs> where, hey, it's the pickaxe. We're way off topic. And we've, Look, man, we, we um, haven't we, even got to the intro. The prep, the prep we do for this show is basically non-existent. So y'all get to hear us talk and just make stuff up as we talk. And uh, maybe quickly source it from a page where we're like, there was a stat I had somewhere around here on a post-it note. It's fine. It's That's fine. just how we roll. For me, for no, for me, it's like one of my twenty tabs that I've got on, open yep. on my computer screen right now. Surely, somewhere in there is is the answer we're looking for. Um, but I don't know which one it is. Let's <laughs> let's not delay any longer, Gordon. I want to get into something. This is how I'd like to kind of start every show. Uh, try and bring some bring some structure to this this crazy oh God, structure. This, right, <laughs> Gordon. That's it. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> Nobody told me there would be structure. The structure was not discussed in the negotiations. Um, it's okay. We'll double your wage. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um. But so I like I, I maybe at least a little consistency. Consistency. Is there the we better, go. Is the better word. Uh, so I'd like to at least start each uh, each show with maybe looking at some um, some betting lines or some some things that were kind of uh, thinking maybe is a is a smart move on on a gambling line. Probably mostly nugget centric because that's about uh, all I really follow closely enough to gamble on, anyways. Uh, despite. Despite and what's we're doing UFC lines, I got I got nuggets and I got UFC lines, and that's all I got for you, man. Like I'm not I'm not pulling daily fantasy baseball stuff out here for you. <laughs> I was gonna say, despite my my desire to want to follow the Broncos closely, it's I don't know how many 11 10 games I can oh, take. Man, <laughs> three weeks of brutal. brutal offense. I mean, they're two and one, so I guess it's good, but wow. Yeah. It should be hopefully much more exciting. You know, somebody mentioned this, and I was like, "It's very, it's very apt." What they, what they said was, you know, it used to be we just need the Rockies to get us through uh, till Bronco season starts. Now it's like we just need the Broncos to get us through till the Avalanche and Nugget season starts. Yeah, man, it's I'm with you. It's been tough, and so hopefully, hopefully now since we are here on Media Day, um, Nuggets, Nuggets will bring some more excitement to the Denver sports scene. And with that, getting back to the bets, I figured this first show, since we don't have any actual games or anything upcoming this week or anything like that, um, we are going to maybe look at some more long-term, go for the long bets, the money makers, uh, if you will, Gordon, if you, cause you think about it, like, any of your any of your regular day to day bets like your hey the over under or I'm going to take the the you know this team with the spread, um, those are those are built to be essentially 50-50 bets right where it's um, they want money as cl- as much as they can right. on both sides, whereas the the, the long term bets like in order to get money on on anything like you've got to give people um, pretty good odds because there's just so many things that can happen from now. Uh, until the the end of the season, which is I guess in May, so you know almost what nine months. Like that's that's a long time for one for people to put their money out on the table, so to speak, metaphorically. Uh, and two, just like I said, the the chance of something happening of an injury, um, of whatever you know that can happen in 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 the NBA, it, it makes these bets give much better odds because the risks, of course, are much higher. So. I always, I always have a soft spot in my heart for them because, as some people might know, I did land the Nikola Jokic. You cashed the ticket as a man who would know. Right on on the first the first year Jokic won MVP at plus twenty four hundred. Um, that is the biggest bet I've definitely ever won. I put a hundred bucks down on it because it was like I think it was like three games into the season. It was the season was shortened because they were coming out of the bubble. Uh, it was like in late December. Uh, and I think Jokic was like basically averaging in those first like four or five games, something stupid, something like 25 points and 12 rebounds and like 11 assists. And it's like, all right, right. well, if he's just going to keep doing this and it doesn't seem like anybody can stop him, then it's plus 2,400, right? I might as I've, I'll put a hundred bucks on it and I wouldn't end up cashing in. So these ones are, are near and dear to my heart. So let's talk about that one first again, because he's at a plus 1000 right now for the MVP. Now to be clear, like it would be 
incredibly, incredibly unique for it to happen. It's in fact Historic. only happened, yeah, it's only happened three times um, in the history of the NBA, and the last time was Larry Bird back in like the 1980s, I think. It's uh, never happened in a small market. No, yeah, and the other two guys, I mean, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell, right? So like, yeah, guys who are who are known for winning basically and owning like every record and award during their time. Like they were just so dominant um, in, in a league that let's be honest, was, was not nearly as talented uh, as it is now. Where and so not as deep. They, didn't, they didn't have any, yeah, they right. had so many teams. So you had like eight starting centers, man, you know, like you right. have one of those eight guys is going to win that because the centers were just like unstoppable in the early NBA. That's how it went. Right. So really, I mean, like those two, I kind of even throw out. So like, to me, it's, it's uh, bird. It's bird. Yeah. Like, can, can you do it? Uh, like Larry bird did. And I don't know, man, that, that I think, okay. So that's one thing I think is why, why I'm not, I'm not betting on Jokic nope. uh, to win MVP is I think because the number one thing is like media fatigue. Like I feel like there's media fatigue with Jokic um, and the MVP ward in general. Like, like there's just this constant, like, having to justify your position of voting for Nikola Jokic as MVP, even though he very much deserves it, even though you can look at like pretty much any measure you want. And it's like, yep, Jokic uh, was ahead of the pack, whether it was, you know, Joel Embiid or, or Steph Curry or, or whoever he, he was always the guy who pretty much checked the most boxes of any player for these past two seasons. Still, feel like there was this narrative that like he wasn't really deserving of the MVP. And that probably comes from playing in Denver. He got um, lucky. They're like People think he got lucky, which is weird to me because they said the same thing about Giannis. And then now they're mad that Giannis didn't get it over Jokic. And I'm like, right. you guys have to make up your minds. If you don't like small market, you know, mega talented, you know, Euros, then you need to calm down. But if you're going to accept that they're amazing and that essentially – the top talent in the NBA is, you know, Euro players, then you're going to have to, you know, keep voting for them. Um, so, right. I mean, Steph got sympathy votes, and but Giannis got legit votes. Um, and I won't say Steph's weren't legit. Steph's a, a, just such an incredible well, Steph player. Steph was really like two years ago too, right? It wasn't necessarily yeah. this MVP was the one right. before that where they were. But see, and, that, and that's the funny thing too, is because like that, the, the argument of course gets Steph, uh, two years ago was like, I think they were like the eight seed or something like that. So it right. was, it wasn't a, everybody was like, how valuable can you be? Right. If your team is, is in the play in tournament. Right. Uh, and then this year, like, I think that was the, a big criticism of Jokic was, you know, the nuggets were what the six seed. Right. So it was uh, how valuable can you be to your team? If you're, if you're a six seed uh, in the playoffs and, and it didn't, you know, I think he's one thing he's benefited from is the league has really kind of become much more wide open. There's much more parity now, whereas, you know, I mean, five years ago, it was the Cavaliers and the Warriors in, in the finals against each other for four, four straight seasons, you know. So yep. now that things have kind of got more balanced that like LeBron and Steph and these guys who were dominating the league in the 20 teens, now that they're sort of in the twilights of their career, you're seeing more, more opportunity, more, more like said parity in the league, which is kind of flattening records, right? You're not seeing these teams. You're not seeing a 73 win Warriors team who's head and shoulders above every other uh, team in the league. And you're seeing a, a, a much shorter gap between say a one seed and a six seed. And that has to be, I think, considered uh, when you're talking the MVP conversation, it can't just be, well, oh, you got to be like a one or a two seed to be the MVP, which is pretty much what the rule was, you know, for a good, a good long time. Um, probably up until, you know, maybe the past, but just these past couple of seasons, really since Russ won it when he was, right. uh, I think a six seed. Right. And, and I mean, that's uh, for me, MVP now is, uh, I guess I would say it's wide open, but at the same, at the same point, like it's the same four or five guys that are going to be up for it every year right now. Like, you know, yeah, if LeBron is finally done because he's, you know, 9,000 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's just, it, right, it's just hard to see LeBron putting in enough games at that level. That, uh, well, that's it, right? Through. Like, I think if, if I'm the Lakers, I'm probably letting LeBron play like 60 games at, at like, 
you know, 75, he's probably playing 60 to 70 games at like, you know, 75% on average. Um, well, you got to monitor effort. Yeah, like, like you can't, you can't, if you intend for both him and Davis to make it to the playoffs where they can be massively impactful because LeBron's playoff impact has not been diminished. His unguardability is not necessarily diminished, but you can't play him like that for the whole season and expect him to get to the off to the postseason, you know, intact. Right. And that's hoping to play them enough to get, to get at least the six seed, maybe ideally a four seed would be like, you know, where that that's, that's perfect. If if you can play, like if you can play LeBron and Anthony Davis, like 65 games, get to the four seed and have them both healthy in the playoffs. Like that's, that's a perfect season. Uh, I mean, that's the, the Nuggets Lakers. plan for um, for MPJ and um, Very true. Same and thing. Murray, yep. right? That you're like, please play them like 65, 70 games. Give them some time off. You know, yep. don't don't hurt them. Don't rush them because you want them to be healthy and to be peaking during the playoffs. You don't want them to be exhausted from not having played basketball for a whole year. And now they're grinding every night into like, you know, overtime games and four and five nights. You know, you don't, that's not what you're looking for. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams around the league that are uh, load managing. And I think the NBA is not going to like it. Um, but if you want your playoff product to be what it should be, then you're going to have to sacrifice some regular season schedule games. That's just how it's going to be. Right. It's yeah. I mean, it's just going to be one of those scenarios where you're going to have to be as much as it's going to, it's going to chap Malone's ass. Big time, but he's gonna have to be willing to lose some games, you know, be to just to someone's be. gonna have to sit on Malone. Yes, right. he right. because he he hates losing the battle to win the war. He can't do it. He can't give up quarters. He can't give up games. He can't, and someone's going to have to force him to let that happen. You know, when they talk about how they're going to keep Murray's minutes down to start the season, and I'm like, oh, says who? Like, I just remember, you know, Gary Harris coming back off of a major injury, playing 30 plus minutes, and then going out for another several weeks with an injury because in no way was he ready for that. <clears throat> Him playing Barton for entire halves because he just wouldn't pull the guy because he was like, I just forgot. You know, they're going to have to have somebody on the sideline tasked with Malone. He can't play that much. Malone, he's got to sit. Mike, I know I, I love you, buddy. Um, he can't play tonight. He's play, he played 35 minutes last night. It's a back-to-back. He's not playing tonight. And so the Nuggets are going to have to be serious about that. And they haven't been serious about it before. But with two guys, your second and third best players, you know, coming back off those injuries, I know that the desperation is going to be there for Denver to try to make sure that Jokic doesn't have to pull all the weight. But if they get injured again, he'll be pulling even more weight. So get a grip. Let him, well, you know, Jokic plus a bunch of dudes got the six seed last year. He'll be fine without them for a game. Give those guys some rest. So that's, I'm, I'm right. sure see that, but I don't, I don't, but I don't think it's going to help his MVP case. Um, oh yeah. And, and so that's what, well, you know what I mean? Because it, if, in order for him to win the MVP again, they'd have to be like the one seed, you know, and he gets, and, and they're, yeah. they're winning 70 games. And they're not, yeah, or I mean, or he's going to have to just go like supernova and average like 30, you know, 13 and, and he won't, or something like he, that. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he's Jokic, just not going to. He, he loves the game of basketball too much to hoard, to hoard the ball. He just, right, he will not. And they're going to have too many other options. Like he's going to have yeah. Jamal and MPJ and Bones Highland and, and Bones. You know, Casey, he'll be taking threes. Aaron Gordon, Gordon will getting dunked. Right. You've, got, you've got lots of, um, all of them. Lots of options out there that, that he's not yeah. going to need to score that many points. But I mean, I I I could see it to where that they ended up being a top like two seed, and you and you get get him into that MVP conversation again. I think he'll be in the MVP conversation no matter what. Because the thing about it is, like, based off of what we saw this summer, like I, I he's so good. There's I don't. It's hard to say. God. Like to me, or for me, it's between like him and Giannis. Like. Yep. One of those, they are the two best players on earth. And like, yes. you can, you can squabble all you want over which one is better, but like, I'm indifferent to whichever one of those guys wins. Cause they're both absolutely amazing, but they both, to me, it's like, they're both a step above anybody else 
right now playing the game of basketball and because that's guys guys like lebron and steph are just they're just older like they can't like in in flashes and in moments those guys will still absolutely be the best player on the court even if they're playing the nuggets or the bucks but over an entire season like over just consistently playing at a high level it's uh, it's those two guys until, you know, and, and, and until somebody else, I think, proves that they're at that level. I mean, Joel Embiid, uh, well, like Luca. you know, like, but those, that's what you're waiting for, right? Is you're waiting for like one of those guys to really step it up. Like Luca, you did, did what Jokic used to do and kind of came in fat and then played himself into shape. Right. And if he's not doing that this year, you know, then maybe Luca could put himself on the, um on the level right you know but it's but but it's so close so yeah but like like, a lot of not a lot of name recognition right out there fluke like he's the mavericks got a lot of good players i think but like nobody's like looking at like you know tim hardaway jr or uh christian wood or trying to think who else is on this team now uh, out there and what Spencer Dinwiddie right is, is playing in, in Dallas like nobody's looking at those team players and be like oh my gosh like he's got these all this help like when people look at the Mavericks they probably look at it as like Matt it, it's Luka Doncic and not much else right the Globetrotters yeah right and it's and it's, it's not necessarily true but I think that does help his MVP case uh, but I, I I mean I think the kid's wonderful um I just wonderful uh and there's a lot of wonderful players in the league right now you know, uh, John Morant is a wonderful player. Uh, right. Do I think John Morant is on the same level as Nikola Jokic? I do not. Not yet. Uh, I mean, I think he's got the potential. I mean, he's John Morant is guys coming a fantastic coming, point guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some some young guys who are um, who are really really talented, and it's it's. I mean, the league the league feels to me uh, deeper than it's almost ever been. You know, at least really good for shape. a long time. Yeah, but, and, and it's kind of like what I was talking about, right? Like, and that's it's kind of even the playing field. Like, uh, so many teams have a shot uh, this year, probably more than more than I can really even remember. And that's kind of how it's been since really the bubble. Yep. Well, and that's the other thing. The the other thing that makes me think about expansion. Um, you know, uh, if the league actually does do the expansion in a couple of years, um, that they've been talking about, um, with say Seattle and Vegas coming in or whatever it winds up being. Um, then yes, I, that's going to spread that, that wealth of talent out among the league. And then anybody who still has two serious stars is going to be, you know, ready to kill. Right. Um, and so the nuggets are still in good shape when that happens. Um, so it's, uh, the nuggets are here. They're, they're good to go. Jokic will always be an MVP conversation, but after two in a row, I, I would not place any bets on him getting three. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if he's even if he's wonderful and they're wonderful, uh, other people would have to get injured for that to happen. And I will never wish for that. So I would not be putting money on yeah. Jokic for MVP. Or, or like I said, or if, if the Nuggets are the, are the one seed and he has just like fantastical, uh, fantastic statistical season. Right. Um, if the Nuggets are the one seed and Jokic, if Jokic finds some other step forward to take above MVP level that he's at right now. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna to have to give it to him, but I—I I mean, I never bet against him because he's—he's he's Nikola Jokic, and I—he's the greatest baseball basketball player I've ever seen in a Nuggets uniform. Like, that is true. He's—I've seen in person, you know, some of the amazing, most amazing players that have ever played in the game, and I—I can't think of anybody that um, has amazed me on a daily basis, you know, quite the way that that Jokic does. Um, no, I only got to watch, you know, Jordan play a few times in person, but still he it's, it's so different, right? Because with Jordan, you were like, what, what's he going to do? What is he personally going to do against an armada? And with Jokic, it's like uh, he's going to find a weakness. There's going to be he's going to exploit somebody. Some crazy fun thing is going to happen, right? Yep, there it is. Bat behind right. the head pass for an easy dunk, casual, casual greatness. It's not flashy greatness. It's just impeccable. And I, I love the guy. And maybe I, I just don't see the MVP. Yeah. I was saying maybe that, and maybe that's part of the reason why he, he, like I said, when I was talking about, you know, that sort of narrative seems to be against him automatically. 
uh, for the MVP. Maybe that's part of that is because of the, it's it's so casual with him, you know, that it almost it almost comes off as not like impressive enough or not if athletic enough. Well, it's, um, people who watch basketball for the the freaky athletes, you know, when you're watching to watch John Morant go berserk, you know, then Jokic doesn't do that. You know, that's not right. his game. His game is is a different kind of game. And I love that he's won two MVPs playing something different than most MVPs will have ever played. Um, I right. think it's fascinating. But the third, we agree. I agree with you. We're going to put a, we're going to give it a thumbs down on the, uh, yep. the Jokic plus 1000 MVP. All right. Moving on to the next bet that I wanted to look at tonight is the Bose Highland sixth man of the year plus 1600 i think he's like what yep. is he? he's like maybe like fifth or sixth down on the list fourth actually fourth so both that plus team 1600 so he's tied with jordan clarkson that's definitely not going to happen no uh at least not as long as jordan clark clarkson stuck in a utah uniform um and for simons which i just don't get the hype no to be honest i mean he's good good player but i don't know uh We'll see how much Anthony Simons does uh, there up there in Portland. Malcolm Brogdon in Boston. Now that one could be a tough, uh, a tough one. So Malcolm Brogdon is now the first guy who's ahead of, ahead of Bones. Clarkson and Simons were tied with Bones at plus sixteen hundred. Malcolm Brogdon plus fourteen hundred up there in Boston. That one with their um, with their coaching situation, man. I have no idea what Boston's yeah, here. Yeah, I, Boston's I, their whole thing whole, is going to be weird. Boston's in a whole different kind of world right now. That's. Um, well, it's unfortunate, uh, to be honest with you, uh, that we, we, well, I, I don't have, I, I don't have that on the agenda. <laughs> I don't have time to go into, into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good for, uh, good for Boston, I guess, to, I, I, I was impressed that Boston took steps. If this, right. if, if what I, if what I'm hearing is correct, I'm impressed that Boston took steps. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but so Malcolm Brogdon there with the Celtics now, um, he comes off the bench. I, I guess I wonder how long does does that la- how long does that last, or do they get to a point where Malcolm Brogdon is starting right? Because who else is going to be starting? I mean, I guess Marcus Smart is. Still it depends. There. It depends if Smart stays healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, mean, I, I can see. I can see a situation where Smart is actually in the in the as a starter half the time and the bench half the time. Absolutely. Right. It's. It, it, I guess it just depends on how it goes. If you but if you're struggling to score. Um, you might end up switching that up. Uh, either one, either one of those guys is capable of uh, coming off the bench and and being an impact player. Tyler Hero, the reigning sixth man of the year. Yep, plus six fifty. So, uh, but I back to back, back to back sixth men. I it's, it's not. It's actually, it happens. It happens because right? it it Clarkson. Like it's, what, yeah. it's the Clarkson, name they remember, right? It's the right. name. They, um and ah oh gosh what was his jamal crawford he won that's what uh, i mean yeah yeah a couple of them you're right and that's and i think that is part of it because people are like wait who who comes off the bench for who now uh and then they just yeah sometimes you just go with the the name you remember uh that's a good point so maybe that's that's there's some some money to be had there with tyler hero at, at plus 650 down there in miami um you know jimmy butler's gonna play a ton so Probably pretty solid uh, count on Harrow to continue to come off the bench. Right. And then the uh, odds-on favorite right now for sixth man of the year, I, which way I would agree with, is is Jordan Poole out there in Golden State. Um, certainly, certainly as a hey, as, as as a Nuggets podcast, we we know full. Look, man, I I will I will bet against Jordan Poole in no universe. Like this, uh, if they're playing the Nuggets. I don't want to see that guy. I don't want to hear his name. I would like him to be in a suit and tie. I do not want him in a uniform. Jordan Poole's another guy, too, who's going to get a ton of minutes because they're going to let Steph and Clay um, rest. They're going to get those guys, yep. you know, days off on back-to-backs. They're going to they're gonna sit them down in those when it's like a 13 to 15 point lead with like seven or eight minutes. Like that's like, that's, that's, t- that's pool party time, right? Like that's when you're going to, Hey, let's let Jordan yeah. cook and see if he can just, you know, get hot and put this thing away. And then we don't actually have to bring Stefan clay back in. Like Jordan pool is going to be the guy that they probably lean on a bunch while they let, let those older guys 
um, get some rest. I, I think that's I think that's a good pick. Obviously, it's so hard with any of these ones because you're you're waiting on you're you're you know you're you're hoping for health, um, which which can kill any of these year long awards. Uh, but so Bones Highland as the as the you know tied for fourth guy. Gordon, what do you think? Do you think there's a? I mean, obviously, if he's tied for fourth, there's um, the betting public thinks there's a legit shot for for Bones to get this six man of the year award. Well, I think it's a. I think it's a good bet. I. The thing is, the only guys that I would put ahead of him are probably Brogdon. I. I don't think Harrow's likely to be a repeat. Um, I don't think pool pool's weird. Cause his numbers last year were pretty huge, but he was also starting for a lot of the year. Right. You know, I mean, he was pulling 30 minutes a game, you know, easy. And that's including just his bench time. So his starting time was longer. You know, he was, he was as a starter playing deep into games. And so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Jordan. Um, I'm not sure necessarily where he's going to be coming off the bench, how many minutes he's going to get, whether he will be able to play the same way without having starter uh, minutes, you know, or if they'll make sure that he has starter minutes and they just play him legitimately as a six man. And like you said, give everybody else some rest. And they're always making sure that Jordan Poole gets serious time because that's kind of what I expect Bones to get. I expect Bones to be pulling lots of time. Yeah, it's the same same scenario, right? You yep. got two two guys who are coming off. I mean, I guess it's a little bit different. Steph and, and Clay are older, so that's uh, part of it. But you've got on the Nuggets end, you got two guys uh, who are coming off major injuries that you're, especially early on in the year, like you're you're going to bring them along slow. So that's going to be I mean Bones Highland, it, like we saw towards the back end of the season is going to basically become kind of your number two option in a lot of ways. And like we saw in the playoffs, I mean, Bones, there are there are there were games late in the season that they won um, based on the fact that Bones Highland was the guy who I, I'm thinking like was the Philadelphia game last year that Bones just basically goes off yep. in the fourth quarter yep. um, to win it. And like, you know, that's – they're going to be early on in the year. They're going to be looking to bones to give them that kind of contribution while they're waiting for Michael Porter jr. Uh, and Jamal Murray to get healthy while they're integrating KCP and um, oh God, what's his name? I can't now. Why am I drawing a blank on the guy they signed for Browns? Yeah. This is a tough one for, uh, for me there. Well, there's too many Browns on the team now. That's the issue. Well, then I'm like, now I, I I had to look it up. I had to, I, I we, we're not trying to hide anything here on the pickaxe. We give it to you guys raw and unfiltered. Like I had to be like, is it Bruce or is it Bryce? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Bruce, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. And then like have somebody, you know, like I'm trying to get sponsors in the DMs, <laughs> not people being like, you know, you got the guy's name wrong. It's actually Bruce Brown, and you said Bryce. Can't believe you. What an idiot. Well, I mean, you're going to get that anyway now. I'm going to say <laughs> it'll be fine. That's definitely coming. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's just a Tuesday as I, when you're podcasting. That's um, right. But no, I do. I agree. Uh, like, uh, as far as as far as far Bones goes, um, we've seen before, it takes 30 games for guys to really get um, integrated. Easy. Um, Millsap, when he came right. over, said it was really hard to get used to the kind of center that Aaron, I mean, Aaron Gordon, even in, yep. in, in a sense, granted, it was kind of messed up for Gordon because he had Jamal and then he suddenly didn't have Jamal, but right. But it, it's just a different thing, man. The passes are not coming where you expect them. You don't have a traditional point guard. And if Murray's going to sit, then your traditional other point guard is going to be bones, right? There's like, no Monte Morris anymore. No, you don't have Monte Morris and you don't have your um, backup, like every man, uh, Will Barton around anymore either. Right. Who could, who used to be able to, you know, handle the ball as kind of a, a swing guard positional guy. Nor do you have Michael Malone's, you know, whoopee, Facundo Campazzo. There you do it's, not. Oh, like I said, all those guys are gone, man. Like, all gone. So what's Jamal and Bones? Is Jamal and Bones, and then a bunch of other two guards and, you know, other stuff. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure Bruce Brown's going to get some role on some, some time on ball. Um, but uh, I mean, and you obviously, um, still have some uh, other options, but as far as guys you're expecting to be 
the guy handling the ball, it's going to be Jokic, and then it's going to be Jamal, and it's going to be Bones. And so if Jamal's sitting, Bones getting a lot of on-ball time. My only thing... What? I was just trying to... I was like, I had to figure out who the heck the third point guard was on this team. I'm like, I couldn't remember. Then I was like, oh, it's Ish Smith. I forgot that he was... Well, that's what I'm saying, but I don't... Yeah, but he's not... He's the fourth point guard. Like, that guy's not actually... Like, that's my thing, is I expect Bruce Brown to get reps at point guard before... Before Ish, yeah, I'm not sure that I. We'll get into this a little, little bit later in the on. show, but like, yeah, I wonder, Ish Smith. I wonder if he's even on the roster when I'm not when sure we start that he the season. Will be so that's something that, and their their backup emergency uh, point guard got injured. Yeah, and he's so, out for the year, right? So that, yeah, so that's, Gillespie. So yeah, that's done. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where my only issue with Bones being a six man candidate is they took away his safety blanket in. Um, Demarcus Cousins. He doesn't have a center now. That he's uh, got he was, DeAndre Jordan. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but I mean, he was so good with with uh, with Demarcus. You know, yeah, no, because because and Jamichael, playing Demarcus Cousins, Michael Green, and yep. Bones, and you'd have Will Barton out there. Like that was a yep. that, that was a lineup that had a lot of had a lot of uh, a lot of dog in them. But um, it let it let Bones get some space, man. He would play, you know. He would he would roll off the picks. He would, you know, use them as screeners, you know, moving right. screeners, hedges to go ahead and get room for that with that slender body of his to go ahead and get shots up. And he's not going to have that working with DeAndre Jordan, who's who's not a he's not a pick and roll threat. Like you don't, you know what I mean? He he's not going to have that. So it's going to be all Bones, all open court, and that's okay. Uh, we're going to see how that goes as far as efficiency. Um, and that was, that was the thing for bones last year. Um, and I'm not sure that he's going to necessarily have the efficiency, um, as the sixth man, but he should have the shots. He should um, get the shots. You know, they'll be there and he'll have the minutes. Shots. And so if he can be efficient, um, I mean, and, and the thing is the nuggets have a really good big man. If they're all healthy, like that's the thing is, it's going to be fascinating to see what actual bench lineup of bigs they roll out there. You know, how much does DeAndre Jordan play? Is he actually going to be playing with like Vlatko and, you know, um, uh, you know, Jeff Green or what, what are we doing? Like, yeah, no, I mean the, the backup four or five situation, you're right. That it's a very, very intriguing um, scenario. There's a lot of different ways to go with that. And I want, I want to get into that, but I want to get to this last. Yes. Uh, this last year-long bet, I am uh, I'm fifty-fifty for the record on on a Bones Highland bet. I think if you want to make that bet, um, you you could make a lot worse bets, but I don't know. I'm not going to be putting money on Bones Highland to win Six Man of the Year, but I don't think it's a bad bet if you go that way. The last one, the one that I am intrigued with, the one that I'm like maybe the one that I might be thinking about putting some money on because it's at plus 3,300. Michael Porter Jr., most improved player. Gordon, your your initial reaction to, to the idea of, say say you've got a, a crisp Benjamin Franklin uh, $100 bill. You just got it from grandma in the mail for your birthday. Do you want to put that down on a chance to turn it into $3,300? On Michael Porter Jr. winning most improved player. It's such a weird most improved player is such a weird category. He because meets all the criteria for it, though. I know it. I'm just saying to you, this the guy had the most efficient 19 points a game season of anybody of his like shooting type in league history. And we're talking about how he's gonna be the most at, at 31 minutes a game. And we're gonna be talking about he could be the most improved player. Most improved over what? Like, how are you going to do better than 19 points a game with the best efficiency in league history? You know, like I. Well, but, what it's going to come down to is he's going to takes he takes a lot more shots, and that's one of the things, though. Again, why I think he needs so much of the criteria to win this award because a lot of times what happens with a guy winning most improved player is it's a guy who is already pretty good who suddenly now is taking a lot more shots in the game and now kind of elevates to that all-star level game. Like if you think of some of the guys who have won it in the past, whether it was John Morant 
last year or Brandon Ingram or Victor, even Victor Oladipo, the year he won it with the Pacers or Giannis when he got it with Milwaukee or Jimmy Butler or Paul but, but George. Think, but think about are- how all those guys have the ball in their hands. Michael Porter Jr. does not have the ball in his hands. He doesn't, but he's got, up. yeah, but he's got the best setup guy in the game. So like that's, he does, but if the guards want their shots, the guards will take them. So Murray, Murray will get his shots and Bones will get his shots. But like MPJ has to have someone give him the ball. And so because of that, I will, I will never believe that MPJ is going to be a 20 points a game guy or 20 shots a game guy. Like that's not something that I, I believe is going to happen because he's simply not going to be out there giving the ball to dribble up the court and shoot by himself a bunch of times. That's, that's not how the Nuggets play. That's not his game either. Um, and I know he's been working on his handle and uh, trying to get better at, you know, doing stuff other than catch and shoot. You know, I mean, being the best catch and shoot guy in the league is impressive, but not necessarily all that you ever want to be as a player. Um, but I, I really don't, the money's tempting, uh, but he would have to shoot significantly more than the 13 whatever shots a game he got when he was getting up 19 points. And I I, I don't know that he's going to get them. Um, I'd love it. I'd love to see it. I think that having MPJ shoot contested jumpers for three, you know, for swishes all the time um, uh, opens up Denver's offense so much that I want him to do that. But it's been with him being out of rhythm and uh, Murray being out of rhythm and Jokic not having looked for them in a year, you know what I mean? I don't, I just don't see him hitting the ground running, getting, you know, 16 shots a game up easy to start the season. I, I the Nuggets have too many options. And that's There's fair. Guys who can get shots. KCP can get shots. You know, both Browns can get shots. Although I don't know that Christian's going to get in that many games. You no, know, I don't, I don't expect Christian Brown to, uh, I think Christian Brown's going to get garbage that's time. A, that's a break glass in case of emergency type yep. of guy. But, I mean, the other thing though, to, to counter that point, though, is like guys like Jamal Murray, KCP, Bruce Brown, right? They've all, whether it's coming off of injury or coming new, like we've been talking about, to the system and all that, like there's going to take some time for them early on to integrate, whereas MPJ – might be the guy and you know it's kind of like i mean what do you what do you like more it's you know the ogre's choice here do you do you prefer a guy coming off of a major knee uh surgery or a guy coming off of back major back surgery like which which one do you think is going to get back up to speed quicker it's neither one is i think you feel that confident about but it, it might be a scenario where they're going to just have to rely on Mike Moore as just a catch and shoot guy because they're going to be running everything through Jokic early right. on, um, and Mike just might be the better option than Jamal. Might be a little bit quicker to get back to get more integrated. You know, you never know because he is he doesn't he's not doing as much. All we have to do is rise up. Yeah, right. He's just got to catch and shoot. And so what I really look at is like look well, he doesn't Brand- open either. I mean, that's, that's, oh, yeah, that's if you, if you looked at his stats, he was the best shooter while completely blanketed by somebody else, best shooter in the league, because he's so tall. He doesn't give a crap. If you're right there, it's not important to him. Like he just rises up over you and shoots anyway. So right. being covered is not, is not a, a way to thwart his ability to shoot. He does not care. Um, and so, like you said, in that, in that sense, as long as they will give him the ball, he will shoot it. And I expect his shot to be there. Um, and you're, looking I, I think for him, you're looking for him to make the same kind of bump that like Brandon Ingram did when Brandon Ingram won, uh, most improved player, you know, he went from like an 18 point game score shooting about 14 shots up to about a 20, almost a 24 point game score shooting almost 18 shots. Same thing for Mike. He's got to get at about three to five shots a game. And you, you could be very right. That's a lot of shots uh, to add for a guy who's already playing 31 minutes. You know, if you're, if you're playing 31 minutes in a game and only getting, you know, 13 shots a game, that's, there, there's a scheme. It's not a, it's not for a lack of minutes, um, I guess is, is the, the point I'm making. So I, I can right. see, I can see that hesitancy. I still don't, I, I think the thing that can't be argued with here, if you're at least looking for a bet, a long shot bet, because these are like, we've, for a we've long discussed. shot these bet. Long shot yeah. Bets. I think the thing you for can't really argue bet, with, like I get it. 
you can't argue with plus 3,300, man. Like that's right. That's some good. I I don't. Because all it takes, all it takes is, you know, Jamal being a little bit slow to get back where Mike hits the ground running and, you know, is getting, is getting shots and, and, and gets an all-star nod. I don't think anybody thinks it's out of the realm of possibility for Michael Porter Jr. to be an all-star this year. If he does something like that, you know, bumps that scoring up five points a game or so, like he's going to have a shot at it. I think, I think it's a lot closer, a lot closer than plus 3,300. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on the 3,300. Like, I think he should be more like where Bones is. And then right, I would right. like, like a plus put the money down. Kind of thing. But yeah. Yep. All right. Um, normally, this is where I would take a break if I was hawking somebody. We don't break. Work. We're <laughs> just going to keep talking. We're just going to keep on moving. We are going to change subjects. That is, I guess, I, I guess I'll call that the, I have it on our rundown is the fast break bets uh, segment. That's, that's a working. That title. was a slow break um, bet. That was the yeah, non 24 right. second clock bet. It was, it's like, gosh, we're already like 45 minutes into the show. We probably aren't even getting to the third section. That's the pickaxe for you. Um, whatever. Anyways, uh, so it is media day, uh, or at least unless you're like one of those people, if you're, if you're one of the people who's listening to this as it first airs, uh, God bless you. But for everybody else, um, it is media day, uh, or after media day at this point. And that is my dog walking in the background. Um, sorry about that, but not my dog. Yeah. (laughs) Um, media day. It's funny. Media day is always like such a charade um it's it's so it's so like processed and and prepared and primped like uh because everybody knows hey i gotta talk to the media today like it's right in the name of of what we're doing so uh everything is very uh sterile i guess is the best way to put it in terms of um interviews and like talking to guys like they're all their guard is all up like that's there there's nobody who's who's out there um you know giving you big big tidbits uh about about insider information on the on the denver nuggets at media day let me tell you it is it is going oh, to on. be bones, is going <laughs> to. bones has no filter bones is going to be like a new puppy like out here sharing information with everybody i, I bet you trust will be there um there's there's, there's gonna be like three guys who are just trying to like hang on to bones to be like stop talking he's like no i got more stuff to say it'll be no. great I, but I was just thought, thought it was funny because like it's like you know I mean it's it's like a a practice that's been like way overhyped and and then you got uh, you know we all we also got to like all right we'll get the pictures taken for for the year for for this the, is a, for the program yeah yeah know. this is this is just like a you know when you're doing film uh, and you have to go ahead and talk to the media about what the movie was like and everybody asks you the same question so you just know. What yeah, exactly. Back to them. That's what this is going to be. You know, yeah. What, do you, like, what, what did you do in the off season? What are you looking forward to this season? What do you guys have to do to be better? What's the goal? What do you, you know? What I mean, like all the questions are going to be the same. Exactly. So, um, guys, guys are going to have an idea of what's going to be asked to them, especially um, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I was just going to say, and that's yeah. Let's lead into like, so Aaron Gordon. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, had a very well. I mean, like, dude. What? Here's the thing: is like. At, at, at its worst, Aaron Gordon is a homophobe. At, at its best, he's a moron. Like uh, either way, it's not good for him. Uh, like because I don't, I don't understand. Like why, 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 why chime in? Why, why say or in this case, emote uh, anything at all? But for anybody who doesn't know, Aaron Gordon uh, tweeted out some thumbs down emojis um in a regard quote tweeting i think something regarding um anthony edwards being fined by the nba for a clearly homophobic comment uh made on i think what like instagram stories like i don't know what are these social media uh things that the kids are into these days and so uh quickly deleted obviously by aaron gordon um really no explanation explanation given no follow-up on that so i think it's interesting that now like he's got to be prepared somebody's gonna ask him the question right like some yep. somebody better ask him the question um that's because that's being a good shoot that's just being a good journalist but it'll probably it'll probably be one of the guys from like talk show radio or somebody who actually um ends up asking that question to, to Ger- Ger- Aaron gordon asking him to clarify 
uh, his emojis. Gordon, do you think this is something that Aaron uh, should clarify, or or is is silence at this point, or you know, letting letting sleeping dogs lie, uh, the best path forward for him? Um, I think Aaron Gordon has done himself no favors every time he says anything about it. Um, it's so uh, if you don't have ideas, you can back up. You probably shouldn't speak to them, right? Um, I mean, really, like that. It's life, life lessons, right there. Understand? I, I understand that some people feel like maybe Aaron Gordon wasn't being that, you know, homophobic with his, you know, thumbs down about the fine. Um, he then deleted a couple of other posts, you know, where uh, he was quoting out some, um, some lyrics about how can I be homophobic, you know, um. Where do we know, or were these lyrics from an Aaron Gordon song? Right? No, <laughs> no, but I, I don't think you can really start with uh, how can I be homophobic uh, when the next line is my bitch is gay. Right. Um, and then be like, well, that's probably not a good follow-up to my somewhat homophobic tweet. So then he posted right. some sort of him in rainbow shorts, you know, <laughs> on instagram and i'm like but are so are you just are you trying to like there's words like you could use words so right. there's an opportunity to use words right. to say actually and he's had a bunch of time to figure it out him and his agent mm -hmm. who could have prepared yeah. a whole speech for him so i know he's got the question in mind but i fully expect him to say i'm, I'm not really going to talk about that like i fully support the league you know i i don't necessarily agree with fines but i also know you can't be saying stuff like that and then call it a day I expect something to be very short. You should keep. Yeah, it I expect short. it to be Stonewall. Like, yeah, there's gonna be uh, short. nothing. Uh, so I was gonna ask him, but he's gonna probably gonna be like, I don't want to talk about it. Or, uh, yeah, I, you know, I have a sentence and a half that I, you know, twenty five right. words were written down for me by my agent so that I stop losing. You know, I don't, I don't get any any deals. You know, messed up. Because here's the thing, too. If it, like at least I'm thinking at it from from a, a publicity standpoint and from a, con a controlling the narrative standpoint, like if he was going to make a statement about it, like I'd be making it now through you know on social media. I would have rather written it than, down rather on than waiting media. waiting in front for um, a hot mic to be in front of me yep. and then like say something like that's yep. uh, that's gonna be poor planning. All he, he all he could have said was please see my Instagram post. That's how I feel about it. Right. You know, and then he could have written it down and nobody could have asked him any questions. Right. Yeah. He did not do that. He went cryptic. And it's very disappointing to me. Like you didn't, he got he, just a stepping in a trap that you didn't have to step in. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I was like. That's what I'm saying. At best, you're a moron, dude. Because like, yeah, there was no point like to go into any of this. Like, even if like, hey, Anthony Edwards is my buddy. Like, hey, we picked it with Adam Sandler and did a movie. Like, we're, I want to support my friend. Like, that, that's not the, the way nobody i'm sure i'm sure anthony edwards like would have completely understood if you did not if you wouldn't have been like hey dude i noticed you didn't you know tweet out any emojis of support for uh me being fined you know what the hell like i do you could have just let that sleeping dog lie uh and, and, and it's, instead, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of look man you live in denver there are gay fans who watch your team who support right. your team and all you had to do to not piss them off was to say absolutely nothing. Just Nobody nothing. on your team was upset that that like Anthony Edwards got fined for this. Nobody have, in nobody your at fan media base. day. Nobody at media yeah. day was gonna be like, "Hey, Aaron Gordon, what do you think of uh, Anthony Edwards being fined for his comments?" Like, absolutely no one would have even thought to ask you anything about that. Uh, but you opened your mouth, or in this case, your your phone. Uh, and and your emoji keyboard, and now, now this, now here it's we are, just now here we are talking me. about it on this podcast. Yeah, it, it it was unnecessary. If you believe it, it then you know that's that's a bigger problem. Uh, but I don't. Right. Uh, again, I I don't expect all sports people to be as open minded as as I'd like them to be. That's not how that works. Trust me. Um, I watch plenty of sports where I absolutely know that. You know, the people involved um, would not support um, many of my friends and family. Uh, right. That's okay. I, I understand that very well. However, 
you don't have to say it to my face. No. Like, and it's I, very easy to not do that. Um, you know, that's that's really is. the issue is that all he had to do was say nothing. Instead, it comes to this, and he's going to have to try to find some way to let it blow over. Um, I Jokic got in trouble years ago for, for just a very casually, in a language that is not his, repeating somebody else's no homo joke. Right. Basically. And, and he refused to shoot for a game. Why and, and then awesome. why and he deactivated all of his Twitter accounts. He was like, and yep. I'm off, I'm off social then. And I'm like, honestly, have a good time. Good call. Like, next time yeah, shoot you, the ball. But... Yeah, next time shoot the ball. But seriously, like I if you just can't handle having fans who are different than who you are, then you're gonna have to figure out how to keep your trap shut. And yeah, it's a it's a rare, a very rare situation for for it to be correct but there are times and this was one of them where aaron gordon would have been much better off just shutting up and dribbling right like that's this is a this is a shut up and dribble kind of moment where it's like dude well, like it's you, you it's didn't need to say anything. like that's the issue and more than that like you can't be out there tweeting out how much you support and love like you know WNBA basketball um and then being in support of homophobic language from friends of yours right like uh, do you not know the makeup of the other league right like come on like this is how this goes you you can't be like oh sure i you know i'm i'm all for the wmba athletes they're amazing however i'm actually homophobic too what no that's not gonna work like you have to actually you know support you support right um supporting them in their sport and not supporting them in their lives is not in a good a good plan um and anthony edwards found that out and anthony edwards had a very apologetic you know, reply that I don't know if he means, but that he definitely said, you know, yeah. and he can now work. He's young. They're all young, man. I, I, the older I get, the more I realize, you know, just how young people are when they come to stardom like this, you know, and how easy it is to make these mistakes. But it's also very easy to not make the exact one that Aaron Gordon made. Right. Um, so quite easily too. Yeah. So I hope he stops from making those mistakes and I hope he puts it behind him at media day. And um, I hope that, you know, he, he figures it out from here on out because that was definitely disappointing to me. Yeah. Me as well. It was very, um, yeah, it was just disappointing to see. That's a good way to put it. Um, all right. So other outside of the Aaron Gordon uh, debacle, what, What's the theme of, of media day for me? For me this year, it's going to be very much championship or bust, right? That's going to yep. be your finals or bust. Like that, that's what it yep. has to be, right? That's got to be the message. The band's uh, back together at full strength. No one in the league is better than us. All we have right. to do is we've is, got the back-to-back MVP. Yep. We've got, you know, what we will say, will somebody get guaranteed like the over-under on, on, on three all-star. Yep. Uh, we've got two more. Words, all-star three all-star. That's probably yeah. what will be said at least um 20 oh, yeah. times in the, oh yeah in, in over media day interviews uh, you know and bones is going to try to for four and bones is going to be like look i i think that we have the deepest team in the league i think that you know we're all ready we've all here we're you know the last couple of years were a test run and now we're here for real you know like that's what it's going to be the championship you know it's a championship or bust it's now's the time this is the window you know, nobody out there is better than us. We don't fear anybody. We want to we bring on the season. We want to, you know, get home court for the playoffs and bring home a title to Denver. That's it. That's the whole story. Do you worry that this team is not ready for that type of expectations? Because I still feel like they're so young um, in a lot of ways, even though Jokic, you know, he's, he's really into his prime now, right? He's in his late 20s. Uh, Jamal has been around for a while. Michael Porter Jr. even has been around you know, for, for about four or five seasons now, I think about he's going into his fifth season this year. So right. these guys are, are in by all means veteran players, but I don't know. It feels like to me that they're like still this young and like upcoming team. And like, they're not, I worry about a slow start because of the, the pressing right of, of the expectations of this is a team that's supposed to be in the finals. This is a team that's championship or bust. Uh, and they're not, they've never been in that scenario before. I mean, they haven't, but I mean, uh, most teams that win haven't been. Was Giannis's team too young, you know, when they won the title? No, or, but he had, I mean, he had some really like 
so you know like when you look at the guys who Giannis was leaning on the most guys like you know Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton like these are veteran guys who've been in the league like 10 plus years you know like uh, on that sense I mean I mean Aaron Gordon's been in the league like eight years yeah I mean that's true that's true I mean it's it's not that's my thing right is Jokic is that vet now you know I mean who was who was Steph leaning on you know they had Iggy who was you know an older player uh, but he was an older bench player. And yes, he actually won winning an MVP, you know, because that was that he was great that year. But I mean, you had like a journeyman center, you know, for that team. Uh, who was that? Bogut was on that yeah, team, Andrew right? Bogut was that first time. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, Draymond was only two years out of the, in, in the league, wasn't he? Yeah. Draymond yeah, was two, Clay two or three was years in the too. league. Clay. Yeah. Clay was. Harrison Barnes, right? That was. Clay was Clay was only like a year older than or a year more in the league than Draymond, so I I don't think that you know Steph was five or six years in the league. It's not, and I know that I know that Steph is older than, you know Steph got to the league at you know twenty one, twenty two, right. So I I get that you know him being five years in the league is different than you know Jamal at nineteen being five years in the league. Um, but I I really I don't I don't think it's that much of an ask. Um, they're not that young. You don't usually win titles with guys who've been in the league 12 years, not your first one. Usually you start winning titles right around where they are, you know, yeah, you I mean, the they, best player in the league in his late twenties, killing people, you know, plus a bunch of other young talent and some key vets. That's all you need. And they've really got, and they've got the playoff experience too. Like they can't, it's not like this is a team um who has not seen the postseason or understand how that wraps up like i I get all that too every one of their main every one of their main players has like major playoff experience you know murray and porter and bones they've all been in the playoffs now right you know like bones experienced the playoffs he only he didn't get that much experience but he still got to play in a hostile environment you know um yeah one of the most hostile environments yeah in golden state you know, he got to play, they, they got to throw down and you got to see them get better. That was the fun part about these playoffs against Golden State was I was like, if this was the best of nine, y'all were going to lose. Like, <laughs> right. the Nuggets were coming for you. Um, and that was, that was the fun part, right? Was watching the Nuggets be like, oh, right. And th- that's actually my issue with the Nuggets is that they actually weren't real slow. Um, they, all, they have their game plan and then other teams have a different one. And the Nuggets refused to adjust their game plan for two games because they're like, well, we didn't do it right the first time. So we'll do the same thing the second time because we didn't do it right the first time because Malone's stubborn. And so I, you know, I would like them to adjust quicker, but I swear, man, I, I don't, I don't think that experience is going to be their downfall. Um, no, I don't think I, I don't so think either. that's it. I think that I think they're ready. I, like I said, I just worry early in the season. One thing that they they maybe haven't been used to yet is being all right. It's expected to be that you guys are going to be a championship contender because they, they got, I think that those expectations really started to happen once they made the trade for Aaron Gordon. Um, and you saw like the, that first, you know, handful of 10, 10 or so games that they got together. And it looked like, you know, it looked like a team who could potentially go all the way. Uh, and then they haven't had that since. So I, I think this and they're is their, better, but they're better now. Right. Like, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely oh. better now. I'm sort of saying like, so this is their first opportunity of like everything. Everybody's like, all right, you're back to full strength. Right. You've got, now you've got this kid bones with you. Plus you've made some, like you've made some nice adjustments in the off season to up that defense to give yep. you some more versatility. You, on got the corner, you got corner threes from your defenders. So KCP can hit like corner threes, like nobody's business. Right. Like, it's, I mean, they're all there, man. Everything you need, you should have at this point. And hey, other than maybe a third guard, like a third got, point guard. Above all else, you got DeAndre Jordan. So it's. So yes, you're covered on as far as guys <laughs> who are going to get mad and throw a fit and tantrum on the court when things aren't going their way. You've got that covered. But he's apparently here for his locker room. And I, and again, I don't know enough about DeAndre's locker room presence. I just know that that must be a hell of a presence because on the court, I'm not expecting a lot. Uh, you know, I know DeAndre Jordan does this thing on Twitter where, like, he tweets out, um, oh God, he tweets out like a a kid's name or something. I can't hold on, I'll look it up. But he, it's it's actually I, I noticed it when I was like checking him out on Twitter. 
Um, and it turned out to be like something that was actually really cool and really made me realize like, oh, this guy's got like, you know, there's, there's more to this, this big person than this basketball player um, that I, that I, well, I, I don't think he was signed for his basketball skills. And I don't like that. They were out there like rushing to sign somebody not for his basketball skills, but at the same point, like if there was a need that you felt like you had in your locker room, you know, that is not being addressed, then you'll have it now. Um, because the Nuggets do have their most talkative guy is a second year point guard, you know, which is why I expect to hear from Bones a lot at media day. I expect him to be the quote um, because Bones is brash. He loves to talk. He loves being a Nugget. He loves, you know, being a, a teammate of Nicole Jokic. He is going to talk and uh, the reporters will be there to record it because, right. but, but, you know, in the locker room, you know, you have Jokic who's not really a talker and you have, you know, uh, Murray's Murray's a doer, you know, MPJ is, is a, uh, I don't want to say happy go lucky, but he's, he's definitely not a, uh, you know, a locker room grinder. He's, he's no Jimmy Butler. Right. So, right. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for those guys, you know, and you're looking for your, you know, Andre Iguodala in the locker room, to roll it back to those golden state teams, you know, maybe you got that. Maybe that's what you're looking for. I'm not inside the NBA enough to know what Deandre Jordan provides in that regard. I can only say, I don't think that the nuggets um, have much to worry about when it comes to firepower. I don't think have much to worry about when it comes to talent. Um, They just need to stay healthy and they, uh, they need to manage expectations. Cause like you said, this will be the time where people were like, if you are healthy, you should be in the finals. So are you healthy? And if the answer is yes, then I agree with everyone else. They should be in the finals. Let's go. Yep. All right. I'll tell you what, I think on that, uh, on that note, I think we're going to close it out because we're already at uh, a little bit past an hour, which I still, that would never happen. (laughs) I would still like to keep these shows to an hour. We didn't get to our training camp segment, um, but that's okay because we can do five minutes on a training camp. We're not on a budget. If, if we, I, I, we could no, we can't do five minutes on training camp. That's the problem. We'll do twenty-five minutes on training camp, and people will be like, "What the hell, dude? This is like a two-hour-long podcast." Um, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, so we will wrap it up. But make sure you are following us on Twitter. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. I am at Zach Mikosh. Um, and that's it. Like, man, the wow, the wrap up is just so much easier now that I don't have to. It's so much easier when you don't have to like like subscribe, hit all my stuff, follow everything, um, my sponsors. You probably should be like leaving me a rating or leaving us a rating on on iTunes or whatever. If you care about us and you found us someplace, leave us a rating on that someplace. And That's say, what we're say to you. These guys, we are love great. these guys. They're amazing. Who else would spend an hour talking about nothing? That no, That's- just us. That's it. That is it. All right. Well, uh, Gordon, any parting thoughts on episode 149, the return of the Pickaxe podcast? Uh, 150 will be better. We just have to take the rest off. (laughs) We promise. (laughs) We promise 150 will be better. Please, please come back. Come back. We promise. All right, everybody. And with that said, we will talk to you next week.